everyone. Hi, I'm Anna Dillon. I am the 7th through 12th grade school social worker and homeless liaison for Universal Learning Academy. And I'm Tanya Gazzi. I'm the pre-K through 6th grade uh, school social worker and I am the foster care liaison. Today we are going to be presenting uh, family engagement on parenting in the digital age, specifically cyberbullying and social media use. There has been an increase in the past few years in technology, and so we just want to go over some safety tips that we feel will be helpful for families to help their children. Some of the things that we'll be reviewing today is cyberbullying, what it is, what are some popular social media outlets, um, what are some different types of cyberbullying, what can families do to help reduce cyberbullying, what are some of the negative impacts when somebody is being cyberbullied, what are some signs that you can look for when maybe your child is going through cyberbullying? And then how to reach out for support and some resources. And then we'll do questions at the end of the session. So the first thing is, what is cyberbullying? Cyberbullying is basically when someone attacks someone using cruel or rude messages on different outlets such as technology, text messages, social media, gaming sites. These are some commonly used social media outlets. Um, so Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp. There's a lot of things that are happening on video games as well. There's you know different chat rooms and things such as Discord or like group chats where kids are now using video chats or group messaging to circulate a lot of messages. Now we're just gonna go over the different types of cyberbullying. So the first one is called flaming. This is when someone makes like a negative or rude, insensitive comment to someone over the internet, text, or social media. So this would be like saying, nobody likes Jimmy, he's so stupid, uh, why he should just transfer schools. This would be somebody posting this on something such as like Instagram or even like over Snapchat, and it would just be something rude to the person. The next one is harassment. So this is something that happens over time, someone who keeps repeatedly offending somebody over social media or text message or group chats. So these are rude messages that are repeated. So like, as you can see in the example, the person is saying, oh, Amy's so dumb, she'll be stuck in eighth grade forever. Amy, you're stupid. And then it keeps going on, like, Amy, you can't even read a picture book. It's when somebody repeatedly keeps saying something to somebody to hurt their feelings and to make them feel bad. Okay, the next one is outing. This is when someone is using like a text message or social media to share a secret of someone or to just write like embarrass them. So like if somebody got a new haircut and they're a little nervous about it, someone might make fun of their haircut and say, ew, look at her haircut, and it would really embarrass them. So outing is when you do something to purposely embarrass somebody or to share a secret about them that maybe they don't want other people to know about. Posing, so posing is when somebody pretends to be somebody else or creates a fake profile to attack another person. So that would be like somebody pretending to be, for this example, we put Allie, someone's pretending to be Allie on Facebook, and then they're posting embarrassing comments about Allie. So like if Allie's in high school, they're saying, oh, Allie likes to play with Barbies or something silly to make fun of them. 
The next one is exclusion. So this is when somebody, you know, creates a group chat or they do something and purposely leaves somebody out, but then talks about that person in a rude or disrespectful way. So the example that we have is just like a group of friends are talking and they exclude Ryan. They're saying, we don't want to be friends with Ryan anymore. He dresses funny. He looks like an idiot. And they go on and on to say rude things about this person while also leaving them out of that message or group. So cyber stalking, so this is when somebody repeatedly sends like hurtful or harmful messages where the person is starting to feel a little bit threatened um, by what these messages are saying. There's a safety risk. They're starting to say things like, Lisa, you better watch out. You better be afraid of me. I'm going to fight you. Um, it's really important to let your children know if they are receiving these types of messages that they do need to let an adult know right away so that way that, you know, they can handle it in a safe way. And then we're just going to go over some rules and guidelines for gaming. Um, it's really important to have those conversations about internet safety. Um, so the family role is very important. You want to make sure that you're monitoring your child's electronics and media use. So making sure you're talking to your children about, you know, what are the safe apps? What are things that you can and cannot do? You know, who can you talk to and cannot talk to? Just going over those major safety, uh, you know, guidelines with them. And then also you want to make sure that you're setting time limits um, because too much screen time can actually have a negative impact. Um, it can cause eye strain. It causes, you know, difficulty with sleeping. It can cause extra stress and even lower like self-confidence. So it really needs to, you know, engage and do other things and maybe even having time where you have like no electronic zones. So like maybe during dinner time, no phones at the table or no TVs on. Um, during homework time, we're going to put the phones away so we can really focus. During family time, when you're doing like a family game or you're doing something together, we kind of want to leave those electronics out. And it says the American Academy of Pediatrics discourages media use by children younger than two years old. And then anyone that, you know, is older, they recommend only about an hour or two a day. And that includes everything. So like TV time, computer time, phone use. So we just don't want to spend too much time on our electronics because you really miss out on that, you know, engagement, that physical activity, those social skills. And then for teens, they say to limit social media use to like 30 to 60 minutes. So like if they're going to be on social media websites, they say to reduce that for better mental health. Um, also, you want to be aware of age restrictions. A lot of the games and social media sites have age restrictions. Um, so some of them may be 13 or older, 16 or older, 17 or older, 18 or older. Um, and even some of those sites that are like 13 and older, they still have like content that's for older, you know, even older people. So like TikTok has a lot of videos that are geared towards like adults. So you have to be very, very careful and monitor those things to make sure they're not watching anything inappropriate. Um, and then also, you know, children sometimes will use like fake age birth dates to put in so that they look older than they really are. So just be careful um, and make sure you're talking to your kids about you know, what apps you can and cannot use and just, you know, make sure they're not using things that are for older children or adults. And then you just want to explain to your kid what to do if they do experience cyberbullying. You know, make sure they tell a parent or a trusted adult, you know, a social worker, a counselor, a dean at school, or um, block the person. Make sure they, you know, you can even take a screenshot of what they said. If it's a safety concern, you can always report it to the police as well.
Um, explain to your child the negative impact of cyberbullying. It is really hurtful to say these things to someone. We never know what somebody's going through. So just making sure that you talk to them about, you know, never trying to hurt or post anything hurtful online. Again, anything they post online is permanent. You know, it could be there forever. Somebody could take a screenshot of it. You could get in really big consequences for cyberbullying. So it's really important just to have those conversations with your children so that way they know there are big consequences. It can be very hurtful for somebody to experience that. Um, and then the next one is to, you know, just explain that it's permanent. People can take screenshots of what you post online. Um, the apps also collect data. And then lastly, you know, just to talk about appropriate discipline. So like if your child does partake in cyberbullying or something happens where they're misusing technology, just have those reflections with them. Um, take away the electronics. Have an appropriate reflection on what happened, a proper solution to what they can do to make it better. And then continue to stay a positive role model. Um, kids are always watching you, so if you're on your phone at dinner time or other things like that, they're going to think that's okay to always be on electronics. So continue to be that positive role model for them. And I think that will really help along the way with, to reduce underbullying. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm going to continue um, in regards to monitoring and being proactive. So if you decide that you do want to, sorry, decide that you do. Okay. <laughs> decide that you do want to allow your children to have these social media things, you have to monitor them. You have to talk to the people. Or we have to talk to the children about social media, and you should really only allow your children to be talking to somebody that they know in real life. And make sure that you're setting the privacy settings. All of these apps have privacy settings, so you're going in there and seeing what you can prevent from the seed. Don't share, give out passwords, know how to block and delete people, um, encourage open communication. You can link your account to your kids sometimes. If you can do that, I highly suggest that. Link your own account and add them. And then that way you can see what they're posting and what other people are posting on their stuff. And also know that there's different type of acronyms like KPC, Keep Parents Clueless, PIR is Parents in Room, or POS Parents Over Shoulder. Um, safety tips to share in regards to this. The most important thing is to have open communication with your kids. The more communication you have about what's important and the cyberbullying, what it is, and the safety, the better. So don't give out any personal information, your home address, your phone number, your birthday, anything like that. Never send um, pictures to strangers. And never post pictures that you don't want the world to see. I can't emphasize that more because the Quick, the amount of time it takes to take a picture down, somebody can easily screenshot that. So an example that we talked about and that we've had issues with is that girls who wear scarves will send a picture or post a picture with friends in a private group without their scarf, and then they'll send that to people that shouldn't be seen that are posted. Um, another thing that's really important in regards to pictures, all pictures have data that are connected to them. They can give where the picture was taken, the location, and the time. So whatever you're posting out there, people can have, it's called geo-tracking. They can figure out where the picture's being posted, at what time, and things like that. 
Um, another thing is, is don't download anything without the permission of the parent. So the social media that everybody seems to be using a lot of is Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And it's important to know what each of these are. So if you're allowing your children to be on these, you need to also know what they're able to do. So with Snapchat, there's group messaging, sending pictures, and screenshots. A lot of people think Snapchat, like you can send a picture and then it's supposed to disappear after it's open. But they can easily snap or take a screenshot of that and then it, somebody has it forever. So it never really disappears. Um, TikTok is users. Anybody can contact anybody on TikTok. There isn't very much um, restriction on TikTok. It's supposed to be more of like a political and adult site. So when um, kids are using that, they have <coughs> more predators are able to find them quicker. Um, the other one is Facebook. There's private messaging, and that can involve comments or threats in regards to cyberbullying. Um, People are sharing sensitive images about your child, and then they're tagging them or tagging other people. Um, they're posting explicit or threatening images on your child's page. So that's why it's important that if you're giving your child this responsibility to have some type of social media, you need to be able to monitor it. Um, they can also set up pages or group sets that are specifically only to target your child. So there could be a group that's like, um, don't be Allie's friend, and then they have a whole group of people. That's, that's a type of cyberbullying, and it's not okay. And that also includes excluding them from being a part of the group, which also that can boil over into the school setting, and then that's something we have to deal with as well. So there was a study done this year in 2022 by the Broadband Search, and the number one place where people reported being cyberbullying was Instagram. And we're going to go over that because Instagram has a lot more um, ways that you can be cyberbullied compared to the other ones. Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp. I was looking at WhatsApp and I was wondering, like, how can you be cyberbullied by WhatsApp? But you can. There, you can post pictures. You can set on your setting to be able to send a message and it disappear after a minute. So there's ways around, and it's important to continuously monitor this kind of stuff. YouTube, you can post comments on people's videos, um, and Twitter, again, is just another way. So the impact of cyberbullying, bullying and or conflict. So there's two things that I teach my students is what is bullying and what is conflict. Bullying is when somebody is intentionally going out of their way to try to hurt or harm or upset somebody, and it's one-sided. Conflict is when there's two people. So there's somebody saying one thing and another person saying another, so it's two people arguing. So bullying and conflict happen outside of school, on the messaging, on the email, on the social media, and then, like I said, it boils over into the school setting. and. That causes kids not to want to come to school, and it causes an impact on their self-image, their self-confidence, their self-esteem, and then um, with them not wanting to come to school, that lowers their attendance if you have an issue, it lowers their performance at school because they're missing school, um, they begin to feel stressed, isolated, they have anxiety, 
poor concentration because all they can think about is all the stuff that's going on out there and how are they going to fix it. Um, it can lead to depression and in extreme cases, which we've seen on the news and things like that, is that it can lead to suicide. Um, in regards to the other um, graph that I showed you, this shows the issue kids feel resulting from the cyberbullying. So 41% is developing social anxiety. Um, next is developed depression, thoughts of suicide, deleting their social medias altogether, engaging in self-harm, stop using social media, start skipping class, developing eating disorders, and starting to um, abuse alcohol and drugs. So you decide that your kids can have social media or any of these apps. So what do we look for when they are being cyberbullied when they're not telling you? So the first thing is you want to, uh, the main thing that kids are going to do is they're going to try to avoid school because cyberbullying is usually from other kids that they know. So they're going to frequently complain about not feeling well and do anything they can so they don't have to go to school and face the people that they're dealing with over the internet. And then um, they're going to change their eating habits, they're going to change their sleep pattern. I think it's very important not to allow the kids to have their tablets, their phone, whatever they have at night, because a lot of this happens, everybody's asleep, they're texting and messaging, something happens, and then they can't go to sleep because that's all they're thinking about. So um, decline in grades, loss of interest in schoolwork, or not wanting to go to school, um, sudden loss of friends or avoidance, if you notice that they had a whole group of friends and then all of a sudden they're not talking to anybody, they don't have same friends, there's something going on. And then self-destructive behavior, they're constantly fighting with you, they don't want to go, go do anything, they have to go to school, um, things like that. So when to reach out for support, this is very important. Being bullied can leave a young person feeling like there's no one out there that can support them. Who am I going to talk to? Are they going to believe me? Are they not going to believe me? So we have an amazing support team here at our school. We have school counselors, we have social workers, we have amazing teachers that have great relationships with our students. We have an SRO, the um, police officer that's at our school. And you can also talk to your pediatrician adult, tell them that you've noticed these things and you don't know why. So it's important that they have a trusted adult they can go to and say, this is happening, what do I do? And then these are just resources that you can go to to look up about stopbullying.com, cyberbullying.org. Um, there's great information out there. It tells you step by step what to do in order to protect your child online. Do you have any questions? I know that was a lot of information. I can answer a question. Actually, I
Also, we want the parents to share with us if there's something going on and the parents choose to hide it this is also a big issue so we need to make sure parents also communicate with us that's why like we're here like a family here and we do so, have assemblies and things like that where we let children know like they can come to us you know what are the effects of bullying what impact does it have you know what are the consequences so we do try to spread that awareness around the school and then it's good to also have those conversations at home too so that way okay when your son come home and he's not happy but he doesn't want to tell you or talk about it what should i do he's not happy he's uh, sometimes uh hear comment you know he's new here from overseas okay um he's good in english though right. but he's still it's different society for him everything is different even uh, contact with the teacher is so hard for him. Yeah. So transition. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, mom, I don't want to talk about it. Mom, I don't. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for kids to open up to their parents. So if you feel like you're having that hard time with them opening up to you, please reach out to the school and one of like the counselor or social worker or somebody will talk to your child to get a better idea of you know what's going on, why are you feeling this way, so that way we can help. And so just reach out to one of us and we'll definitely you know follow up with them. Okay. Open communication is the best thing you can do. So having open communication with the school, if you aren't able to get him to talk to you, and you having open communication with him, knowing that it's okay, whatever's going on, you're there for him. It's important. Uh, something I want to share with parents regarding uh, social media that uh, our kids are using, especially uh, middle schoolers, and Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok, it's damaging their brain. I'm telling you now, whatever they're seeing is not their age. Okay? So in the PowerPoint presentation, they shared that they changed the age and they're just getting something that they should not know about it right now in school. So they're looking at something that it's harming their brain and now they're only thinking about bad stuff. So sexual things, uh, how to uh, embarrass uh, our friends, you know, 
challenges that they make and they can harm themselves. This is like horrible. Even on YouTube also, they do challenges and they, the kids harm themselves just because they want to prove to their classmate, okay, I can do it. Okay, so this is something that you need to pay attention to it. This is okay. Okay, we need to monitor at home whatever they're doing. Here in school, phones are prohibited. You see the signs all over, even in the cafeteria now. They're not allowed to use. Not even in class. They don't need it. They only need it to call you at the end of the day, mom, come pick me up. I'm, I'm by the door. That's it. So, عشان هيك رجاء 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 من الأهالي إذا حسيتوا إنه أولادكم عم يعملوا جروب شات مثل مجموعات وما عارفين مع مين عم يحكوا صحبوا التليفون هالجروب شات هاي لازم تنعملها بلاك وديليت بلاك and delete don't wait till something happen and say I wish okay any questions I completely agree with you. It's important to check their history, check the messages. They might feel it's invasive, but you're giving them this responsibility and you need to make sure that they're being responsible with it. Because if they're not, then they shouldn't have it at all. Anything else? Parents, do you want to share something that you witness with your with your kids? ما بعرف اسم اسم البرنامج ما بعرف كمبيوتر يعني كمبيوتر جوزي كل الاجهزه موجوده بالبيت مع اولادي بتطلع شو شو بيشوفوا طول الوقت بضلوا مراقبين يكون مفتوح جوزي وانا لو هو بالشغل ولا انا بالبيت شوفوا كل شيء بيتفرجوا عليه كل شيء قدامنا هيك بضلوا مفتوح ما بيستخدموا حتى في دراسه مثلا اونلاين كل شيء بيطلع قدامنا بالشاشة كل إشي يعني كل إشي موجود قدامنا شو بيتفرجوا شو بيشوفوا شو بيفتحوا كل إشي هيك قدامنا صار أحسن شيء صار تخافوا في الأول لا يعني صار شوي مشاكل بعدين خلص عرفوا إنه كل شيء مرابط صار ستريت وبعدين الإنترنت نفس الشيء وقت محدد الساعة تسعة يطفى على كل الأجهزة اللي يعني أنت فيك تتحكم فيه مزبوط صار من البيت خلص يعني الحمد لله يعني الإنسان بيحاول يعني يعمل أشياء كثير كثير بسهل عليكم بسهل يعني لو خاصة الهاي تبع الكمبيوتر اللي بتراقب كل إشي كل إشي هو الولد لما يعرف إنه في حدا عم يراقبه يا ما بيصير يعمل ولد ما بيصير يعمل غلط يا بزاف so when when the kids know that someone is monitoring them they don't do mistakes okay so we should always monitor our kids' devices. Afwan? to be able to show you that you can trust them. Because you're giving them a very big responsibility, especially at young age, kids are even getting these. They need to show you that you can trust them with it. And to have electronic devices, 
It's not just like this, especially during school days. I don't recommend the kids to have electronic devices and play on video games. Okay, this is probably on the weekend as an incentive. Okay, the majority of the kids are having uh, free time during the week too, which is I recommend they just focus on uh, education. You know, even if you see they finish their homework. Give them something. We have like Khan Academy. We have so many websites, educational websites they can use. Okay? So always test them on something. Even if the, uh, you want to practice, practice with them. If you have, you're good in Arabic, also practice with them. The alphabets, how to connect words, you know, how to make sentences. Okay? خلال الويك اند ما عندنا مشكلة إنه as an incentive إذا خلصت دراستك وعلاماتك جيدة you have a good grades you earn it but if you're not getting good grades don't ask me for electronics okay so من نحدد الوقت كله بيكون بوقته okay ونظام you have to be consistent if you're not consistent it's not gonna work so when you say something you have to do it مش انه اوكي ذاتس فاين حبيبي يلا يعني صعب يا لا وي نو وي نو بعدين يدخل عليه والله العظيم يا سو اند ذات ذا مام هاز تو بي اون ذا سيم بيج اوكي اعملوا بالانس يعني دو ا بالانس اوكي احد يشد واحد يخيب بالعكس اوكي سو ات ذا اند بالنهايه انه نحن بهمنا انه الولد يتربى تربيه صالحه اوكي ما بدي اياهم الاولاد شو يروحوا للطريق الغلط اوكي من وراء السوشيال ميديا والاشياء اللي عم تنحط على البرامج مثل هيدا سناب شات هيدا جدا خطير يعني انا اولاد عندي بصف سادس وبصف خامس كثير ذير اكسبوز تو ذس سناب شات اوكي وعم بي يعني عم بيتضرروا هن نفسيا وعقليا منه سو بدنا هيدا يعني تليفونات ينعمل له ديليت يعني سمحتوا اهالي Delete it right away. Okay. Okay. So, Okay. 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 ما ممكن يكونوا هدول الصور يعني مثل انه بيصيروا بيراقبوا بعدين بيصير تارجت لكم بالزمنات صار في سرقات كثير لبيوت من ورا شو؟ رايحين على رحله رايحين اون فيكيشن اوكي سو ايفري ون شير اون فيسبوك وير جوينج فور فيكيشن اوكي ذا هاوس از امتي كم بليز ستيل اوكي يعني عم نفتح مجال انه للحرامي يجي يسرق لنا بيتنا او يجي يسرق لنا سيارتنا يعني في شيء كثير شغلات يعني معلش خلوها برايفت ما ضروري كل شيء اوبن للاسف غير كثير هيك الاشياء حتى الاطفال بتربوا على اشياء سطحيه افكار سطحيه ذا واي من بعض كمان انه هذا فلان عم بحط انه هو عم يلبس ماركه على الحمد لله هون نحن عندنا وات عندنا دريس كود هذه كثير مريحه الاهالي ما يسمعوا ما يسمعوا 
what kind of shoes you wearing كمان يعني even هاي يعني ممكن تأثر على الولد كبداية بس شوي 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 هو بيتأقلم بيتعود بيتغير We're not going to be able to sit over their shoulders and watch everything that they do. But you need to have open communication so that they know if something is happening that doesn't seem right, they can come to you and they can tell you, you know, mom, dad, mama, mama, this is happening and I don't think it's okay. So that way, you, they're okay with coming to you and letting you know what's happening. Because if they don't have that open communication, then it's happening and you have no idea. And also trying to set like those privacy settings to make sure that they're using it without, you know, other people seeing what they're doing as well, like outsiders that they don't know. Um, so using those privacy settings and then having those conversations of like what apps they can use at their age. And even some of those apps do have older content so letting them know like if you do see this, you need to keep scrolling through TikTok because you shouldn't be watching certain videos or certain things. So. I have a preteen, so I know how it is, and so I I want her to understand how to use things because the older she gets, the higher grades, they're going to want her to use apps, emails, and things like that. So you do have to kind of expose them to this and to teach them. So I have what's called Kids Messenger, and that's linked to my Facebook, but every single message, every single person she talks to, every picture she gets comes to me. I control who she talks to, I okay, and everything comes to me before it goes to her. So it might be a lot, but at the same time, that's my way of monitoring her, but it also allows her to have that communication with her friends outside of school. Anything else? I did want to say one more thing. I know we're talking about cyberbullying, but with cyberbullying, it also is important to think about the safety of our kids. Um, they're looking at a screen, but they, do they know who they're really talking to? I think that's something that you need to have that conversation with them as well. When you see somebody in person, you're talking to that person. When you're looking at a screen and talking on an app, are you really talking to that person? That's something that you have to talk with them about and know there are predators out there, unfortunately. That's what the world we live in is. And there's also, you know, kids will make fake profiles, adults make fake profiles. And I know it might seem like a lot, but at the same time, it's the safety of our children. And I think that's really important at the end of the day. Anything else? What age about the kids to have electronics? As far as like electronics, it really is up to the parents' discretion. Um, but they say like anyone younger than two shouldn't be on electronics um, and then the time limits that you give them has to be limited. So like Mr. Kapuch said, like on the weekends, um, maybe here and there, you want to do other things that get them engaged, involved, learning a new hobby or things like that because too much screen time can be bad for their health and their mental health so it's good to reduce the amount of usage but it really is up to the parents' discretion of how you know like early they want to start it. Um, 
the more you can hold off on it, probably the better, just because you know they're going to be doing other things and not want to be on the social media website. But it really is up to your, your own discretion as far as what. And every social media has an age limit. So when you go and download the app, it says an age limit on it, 13 plus. A lot of them are like teens and older. Um, so they, you know, not letting your younger kids use certain apps like Snapchat and TikTok because they're not geared for younger children. And I know kids will come to you and be yeah. like, but so-and-so has it, why can't I? It's your house, your rules, right? You're the one giving them the access to the tablet, to the phone. If they want it, I understand it, but you can show them. It says age limit 13. Are you 13? No. We're not going to have it. I'm sorry. And even if they are 13, having those conversations, because there are things that pop up that are for older الشغله مهمه بالنسبه للاهالي لازم تعرفوها انه لاحظنا نحن خلال من وقت ما بلشت التكنولوجيا بشكل تنتشر بشكل سريع خصوصا على الايباد والتابلت صار في عندنا مشكله ويتش از الاولاد ما بقى عم يقروا يعني الولد ما بقى يمسك بايده قصه او كتاب يقعد يقرا سو هيدي الهابت شوي شوي عم بتروح عم تختفي فنحن لحتى ننميها نرجع يعني انا بنصح كل الاهالي انه يرجعوا من اول وجديد خصصوا وقت على الويك اند حتى كمان يسموه اسمه شو لايبرري بنروح على اللايبرري نقعد ساعه بنعود الولد يسحب كتاب بوك جو تو ذا لايبرري اند ريد اوكي شوي 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 بتصير هذا بتصير يتعود الولد بيرجع من اول وجديد بيرجع بيتنمى بيتنمى عقله اكثر بصير ما يعود بقى addicted to the gaming والسناب شات وهدول التكست مسجز والاشياء الثانيه اللي هي ما بتفيد بالعكس بتضر اكثر ما ما فيها افاده ابدا سو so عشان هيك كثير مهم انه نحن نرجع نعود اولادنا يرجعوا للقراءه اوكي ريدي اكيد تختاروا لهم كتب بتناسبهم اوكي مش انه كتب مش لعمرهم كتب في كتب لا بتناسبهم لعمرهم بتساعدهم كثير بتساعدهم اول شيء ينموا مهاراتهم وبنفس الوقت كمان بتساعدهم كمان بالجرامر لحتى يكتبوا كمان قصص لحتى يكتبوا بكره مواضيع عندهم اسايز للجامعات بده يقدموها في شغل كثير بده يكون بروجيكتس سو هذا كله بتساعد سو so كثير مهم انه نرجع لللايبرري ونرجع للقراءه عربي انجليزي اذر لانجويج كمان بلش نعلمهم مش ضروري بس نضلنا بس انه بس عربي او انجليزي في لغات ثانيه كمان لازم ننمي لهم اياها وانتم بتساعدونا بهالشيء. There's a lot of opportunities to get your children involved in other things, you know, even at school now we have a lot of clubs opening up, a theater club, art club, um, we have character reads, student government, we have a lot of things going on, chess club. So there are things for, you know, kids to get involved in that don't involve electronics. And I think that's really important to, you know, have your child get engaged in something else, you know, so that way they're not always wanting to be on the electronics, especially like video games. Um, they can become addicting and there's a lot of games that are geared like violence. So it's important that we're monitoring that, you know, they're not watching those things as well. Um, and they're doing other things to kind of benefit, you know, their well-being and, you know, physical health. And like Ms. Dillon said in the family um, role is you guys are their role models. So if you're on your phone all the time, they're going to see that and want to do it as well. So just keep that in mind. Any other questions? This is 